Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, and I'm so glad you're here today. I believe, God, that you're well and that you are finding yourself and your place in the love that Christ has for you. Today, I want to talk about living each day like your Savior is risen. Sometimes as believers, we can let things slip into the back of our mind. And yes, we may know the truth in our quote unquote subconscious, but we're not actively thinking about it. And I just, I hear the Lord saying that he wants his people to be actively, acutely, and keenly aware of the fact that he is alive and all that that means, all the power that is contained in his resurrection. Um, most times we're like, okay, of course, I know, I know Jesus is alive. We know we just celebrated <laughs> Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And tonight is the, um, or this week was the last night of Passover. And you're thinking, well, I know that I've acknowledged it, but acknowledging it with, um, you know, a memory is not quite the same as living actively in the midst of it as though it's before your eyes daily or, um, the the concepts and the thoughts that you have towards God are based on the fact that you know Jesus is alive. Sometimes our, our faith can get dull or our senses can go, well, you know, it's been a long time since I got saved. And that that liveliness, that fire, that passion, that faith that we have towards God can sometimes fizzle out and get dull. Well, the Lord just wanted me to encourage you today to bring it back to the forefront of your mind and begin to meditate on it daily that he's alive. Um, let's see, was that first Corinthians 15 is the apostle Paul talking to the church and he's discussing with them the fact of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what it means. And basically he was telling them, you know, some people were saying to the church that there is no resurrection and he was expounding on it and saying, if there is no resurrection from the dead, then that means Christ isn't risen. And if Christ isn't risen, then your faith is empty and it is vain or futile because you're still in your sins. Well, the resurrection of Christ absolutely, absolutely pays and covers um, the penalty of our sins and removes the penalty of our sins um, and washes as white as snow, but it does more than that. The fact that he's alive means that everything that God said is absolutely truth. It means that he is still strong and able to save. It means he's still our hope and our banner. It means that our faith that we place in him is not in vain. It means that he still, he still heals today. He's the Lord our God who heals us. It means he's our provision. And we don't have to try to fend for ourselves or work things out on our own. We can come to Christ with faith and he is able to meet each and every one of our needs. It means that no weapon formed against us truly shall prosper. It means all of the things that are contained in the word of God are real. They're active, they're powerful, and they can and should be applied to each day of our life. You know, I ask my children sometimes, you know, as the Lord has ministered this to me and put it on my heart. And I said, if, if the Lord were standing right here next to you, would you have a different reaction or a different response? Would you think differently? Would you believe differently? Would you dress differently? Would you speak differently? Would you 
be doing different things with your time? How would you be different if Christ were literally standing right here next to you? Well, of course, naturally, I think we all, if we ask that question honestly, would go, ooh, well, I might straighten this up. I might tighten that up. Fair enough. But then I will go, he is right here next to you because the word says that he's in you, that he and the Father and the Holy Spirit, at the moment you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, came to make their abode in you and with you, and you are one with the Father. So whether you can see him with your natural eyes or not, he's right here. Now, now that you've contemplated that, if Jesus was right here next to me physically and I could see him, what would I do and think and say and feel and believe? Now that that's come to your attention, that and there was any part of you that kind of said, ooh, I need to line that up, go ahead and line it up now. You know, there's no, there's no condemnation to us who are in Christ Jesus. And if you notice that, don't feel condemned, just straighten it out and, and make it right with God. But also, keep thinking of him in those terms. Keep thinking of him in, the, in that light. If he were standing here next to me, would I be tempted to use um, unbelieving words? Or would I be tempted to walk outside of love? Would I be tempted to be angry with my spouse or my children or my brother or my sister? Would I be concerned about those things? Would I be worried about money? Would I be working endlessly trying to make myself rich? Would I be unforgiving towards anyone, including myself? Would I be using my faith in God actively as my first response? I I venture to say in all of those cases, yeah, things would be different. But the Lord wants us just to keep keep in mind and remember, remember that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in us, that he's right here with us, that he is still who he said he is, and he's still able to do everything that he promised. Let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15, oh, let's see, through 21. And it addresses just that thing. It says, therefore, um, this is the NASB 1995 um, translation. It says, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. You know, if if Jesus was sitting right here looking at you, would you be complaining about your job or complaining about the weather or any of those things, would you take the time to do such in the presence, the physical presence of your Lord? Well, if you'd say, no, I, I wouldn't care or be worried about it, then I say, why worry about it now? Why, why take that opportunity to complain when you can be taking that opportunity to rejoice in the Lord and give thanks to your heavenly Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, just as the scripture says. The attentiveness that we place on the word of God and the things that are important to God, not what we think is important, but actually what he is instructing us and saying to us is important, has, and it should be the preeminent thing in our life. 
Sometimes because we put in the back of our mind Christ's life, if you will, the fact that he is raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of the Father, when we put it to the back of our mind, it's easy for us to be distracted by other things. And for the things that we see in the natural with our eyes, that we hear with our ears, that we feel in our emotions, start to take a bigger seat, if you will, a more prominent role or perspective in our life. And we start to hone in and focus more so on the the natural things than we do on the spiritual things. You know, God is not saying ignore what's in front of you or ignore life or responsibilities. He's not saying that, but he's saying put more emphasis, more trust, more faith, more patience, more endurance, more love, more desire towards him and what he said. If you're looking at a situation that in the natural is dire and it's unpleasant or dangerous or any of those things, rely on God because he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Don't feel like you have to try to fix it on your own or don't, and don't exclude God from the process. You know, he's not the last thought. He's not an afterthought. He's the first thought. When we keep the fact of his life and his resurrection in the front of our mind, when the body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, or it's not feeling well, is the name of Jesus, the first name that we go to in this case, or is it the last after we've tried the medication and we've called the doctors and we've taken a survey of our friends and loved ones to see what they think it might be. And then we call on God when everything else seems hopeless. That means the life of Christ is in the subconscious. It's, it's a, it's a, an afterthought in your mind when it should be the first thing, because he is the only one who is able to make you stand. He is the only one who even granted grace to the doctors to know what to do. They didn't come up with it themselves. So keeping that fact first and foremost in your mind will help you also be more attentive to the things of God. So I want to talk about, um, you know, look just a little bit deeper at Ephesians, where it talks about um, the, the scripture that we just read, but when it says to walk, to walk in a certain way, and we're just looking at, um, this is, um, I'm using the Blue Letter Bible. Uh, you can look it up on blueletterbible.org. I really enjoy this because it gives you the Greek and the Hebrew breakdown. And when you go to their website, just click on the Strong's, um, you'll see it right up near the top. Um, and the blue, and it'll give you the words and what they meant in the Greek. It says to walk means to tread all around, to walk at large, um, figuratively, figuratively to live or um, follow and to be occupied with. So the Lord is saying to us to be occupied with what's wise and to make sure that we are making the most of the life that Christ gave us. And that we're paying attention to him and to what's on his heart, not to what seems important to us because our natural senses just don't know. We can absolutely be off course and we can miss it and or misunderstand things, which actually is very common because the natural senses are are blinded and shielded when Christ God, the Godhead knows the truth. He's the only one who knows, really knows the truth, the fullness of everything ever. So relying on or focusing on what we see, feel, think doesn't lend itself to us having victory. But when we put Christ at the beginning, when we put him at the front, when we 
consciously thinking and focusing on my Lord is alive. I don't need to work this out on my own. I can just go to him. My God is alive. I don't need to be desperate for anybody else's attention. I can just go to him. My God is alive. I don't have to be concerned about threats that anybody's making towards me or having fear or worrying about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do next or where I should go. I can just rely on him. I can just ask him. That's absolutely how the Lord wants us to consider him every day of our life. He wants us to live, act, and think just like Jesus is standing right next to us. So, What things in your life today have you put Christ's life on the back burner concerning? I know you might be saying, well, I'm saved. But, you know, in light of what we just talked about, is there any point that needs to be refined and tuned in you to make you walk circumspectly, to make you walk in focus of all the power that's contained in the life of Jesus Christ? If there is, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and, you know, make that correction so that you walk in victory. God knows who he is. (laughs) He doesn't need us to tell him. He is not concerned or doubting or questioning it whatsoever. But our life is the one that needs the foundation. So live your life like Jesus is risen and your savior loves you. Live your life like he's forgiven you because he rose from the grave and his blood has been shed for you. Live like every intention, like you have every intention of hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant, when you enter into the heavenly community. Also live like you're healed because you are healed by his stripes and live your life to honor him because you value the price he paid for you. Live in victory and live in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope this blessed you today. And I just want to encourage you to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website at dayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.